Doing it live. Sidekicks and hatch me out there in the Geek Nation. You're listening to Gutter Talk. Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo. I'm the Bat Tribble. Holler at your boy. Yeah, please do. Holler at me. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. And I know JD agrees. While we love hearing from Christopher Goodnight, uh, St. Saucy, and Maurice Poplar, and all of our regular uh, correspondents. Yeah. It would be nice to hear from a few more of our shapely. Oh my god! Oh, it's. Did you just turn down the lights in my store? You're like mood lighting my shop now. Ah. Turn the lights down low. <laughs> Come on, get a little close. Well, we had Pink Apocalypse. She writes in every so often. She does, and I miss. Don't don't do that. She will. She'll drive here and punch you. <laughs> I have no doubt that she would hunt you down <laughs> and punch you. She would not like that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Pick apocalypse right in and let us know. Let us know if you're on your way to Punchland. <laughs> We're getting saucy. Forty-four fifty-six Main Street uh, in Maniunk at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. We're going to talk about some stuff, starting with we have emails, correspondence. <laughs> we have, that was cute. We have um, we asked a question last week about the Geekfinity Gauntlet. Oh, that's right. That was a good conversation. It was, and we heard from Maurice Poplar, speaking of one of our regular correspondents, who says, "Here's." My thinking of what the Geekfinity gems would look like. I included powers. A geek only needs to pos- to possess one gem, but the more gems, the geekier. Mm. So, you have the comic books gem, the form of superhero stuff. A sci-fi fantasy gem, books and movies. Mm-hmm. Gaming, authoring your own adventures, nerd, deep diving, obsessing over facts, making, which gets into computers, building, inventing, and arting. Love the show. Maurice Poplar. Thanks, Maurice. But again... As we said last week, or at least I, as I said, because I called you out on your bullshit, Len, when you were talking about sci-fi, and I said, nah, man, sci-fi is a genre, just like superheroes are a genre. Comic books are more, encompass way more than just superheroes. And that's, that's sort of the thing that I have to battle every time I get new people coming into the shop, and they, they 
poke their head in, they look around, they think everything's just superheroes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What kind of genre do you like that's not superheroes? And they go, oh, well, I like horror. And I'm like, oh, man, I got some horror comics for you. So superhero is a genre within a medium. I don't think that that is a tenet of geekery. Me neither. I, I, I tend to agree with you. I do think that of all the gateways into geekery, superheroes is probably the largest. Sure. But nevertheless, it is still but a portal. Yes. Into your geek. This <laughs> is not a gem of your geek. But that was a nice try, Maurice. I yeah. did really appreciate that. And it shows that you're listening and invested in the show. Thank you so much. Knew you were. And uh, thank you very kindly. Yeah. We got another email. No, really? Called Geekfinity Gem Clarification. Uh oh. And this comes from, I, I feel like I need to preface this with a little bit of backstory. The Geek Dad Abroad, I'm sorry, the Home Dad Abroad. Yes. Uh, he writes in, and we love him. Thank you so much for writing in, Home Dad. And so we kind of tease him a little bit. We rag on him because his he's verbose. Yeah. He yeah. is prolific at writing emails. So there's a lot. Very loquacious. There's loquacious. There's a lot of words in his emails. Mm-hmm. So we tease him about it. So this week he wrote in, yes, J.D., there was an Intellivision early 80s home console competitor to Atari. Brief! The home dad abroad. <laughs> that was all caps, brief. Letting me know. I see, At first I was like, why is he yelling brief at me? Is he, like, I'm a boxer, I'm a brief, boxer brief kind of guy. And then I realized, oh, right, yes, he's, he's being short. So thank you so much. What a great email. That was a great email because he, uh, he answered a, a, a question. Yeah. That was out there. Yeah. He made and me I feel still like never heard of it. In television? Yeah, I remember it, yeah. What I used to have, this is definitely dated. My mom and dad, one one Christmas, brought us, they bought a Vetrex. Do you remember a Vetrex? Oh, sh- yo. Yo. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm having flashes. Uh, so it's a little black box. Right. And it comes with two cords that are attached to little um, swirly joysticks. And then there are all it is is little white lines, basically. But it wasn't. But it wasn't even the the joystick wasn't connected by a cord. At least not that I remember. Mine had what like I a remember. telephone cord, like one of those. Yeah, yeah, loopy uh, ones. I, but from what I remember, because it basically was the box. So basically, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your little video game. Yeah. And the the remote, from what I remember, was like right there at the bottom, connected to the game. Yeah, it would pop into the box. And you right, can pop right, it out, right, but then right. it did have a telephone cord that connected it. Yeah, you know what? You know why I don't remember that? Because we never popped it back in. Oh, it was just because like sat there. They bought it on. A, they bought it a Christmas, and for that Christmas, we played with it on the ground, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, it it moved into our kitchen on our counter. Yo, where it stayed for four years. Untouched, would, or you mean you're no, playing it for four we years? Because we would come home, every everybody in the house would come home and play it, and it was all just knockoff games of the video games. So uh, at that time, it, the big video games were Pac-Man and Asteroids. So we had it was like Space Something was our Asteroids, and um, Money Chase was our Pac-Man, which was a money bag going all around. Uh, uh, sucking up all the dough, mm-hmm. while the I think the, I think they were like the the bank detectives coming trying to get you. Yeah, there, there's the Vetrex. Yo, there's the Vetrex. I had 
this okay this game whatever this game was where everything was moving around constantly yes yes and you had to like shoot you were like this tiny little ship and all you could do was oh, like just spin around. spun around um, and occasionally you could use boosters to like and you, know, you would shoot like you would go up at the top of the screen and then come up the bottom from the bottom right, right, and all right. of these little asteroids are like just colliding and, and everything breaking apart shaped, yo shaped. that was Sometimes my jam the big asteroid and then it become little asteroids yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah oh man dude i, I threw that controller <laughs> time and time again i would just throw it yep Oh, that was my shit. Oh, yes. Were there other games for this thing? I no, remember. there were, because it was that, and this, that game right there, uh-huh. which was basically, uh, um. Oh I, was, like, oh, I played that too. You're right. You're right. Like, you're dropping bombs. Yep. There was Tron. There was a Tron game for it. Oh, this game. Oh, my God, this oh, game. Oh, yes. This game with, like, the robots. All right, all right. So we're. This is not good for I was going to say, we are on a, on an audio <laughs> medium right now, uh, talking about, anyway. Ask your great-great-grandparents about Vetrex. That shit was awesome. I used to love that. It was. because Hours, dude. Just gone. Hours. Gone. I mean, and, th- and this was... It was so... It was <laughs> simple enough that, you know, my mom and my dad... My mom would come home yeah. from work yep. and would sit there for hours playing this paper chase game. Yep. Her and my dad. They would they would sit there and take turns. Like, w- me and my sister would come downstairs like... You're just there with bags under your eyes, yeah, just you know, a diaper full of shit. They, they, gotta, they, gotta be, they gotta be done. It's like about 12 midnight. My mom's sitting there with a toddy for her body, just like, <laughs> like paper chasing, like, oh my God. That's awesome. Oh, Another one. So then uh, then we did Atari, or was it ColecoVision? I forget. I think ColecoVision came first. Because there was one where it would be like little spaceships. That kept going around and around. Um, something Arama, I forget what it was called. And you'd have to shoot up yeah. at these spaceships, and some of them look like little cheeseburgers mm-hmm. and stuff. Like my mom loved that game. Uh, but yeah, the Vetrex. Why did this come up? What are we talking about? I got so excited. In television. The in television. Yeah. I don't remember in television. I remember Vetrex. Vetrex. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Vetrex has to be the predecessor to the in television, right? Right. No, no, the wonders of the like internet. It's a more a more futuristic name, or certainly a better name than Intel. Yeah, look at this guy. There it is. So is that the? That's oh, the Intellivision. You know, the whole time y'all saying Intellivision, I'm seeing I N television. I'm not seeing oh. Intellivision. Intellivision. I'm not seeing like that. Oh, I, I do kind of remember that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to have that basketball game. Oh, uh, these games, Frogger. May come, that may have come. You're right. That may have come after Vetrex because that that had. Color. Yeah, this is color, man. Vetrex was just the yo. One. Yeah, <laughs> the this one. was the highfalutin shit. Oh, and fucking what was that? Um, what was that game called? Oh, that's um, Safari or something. Safari, a long jump or some shit like that. Anyway, whatever. So, um, God, we're old. Oh fuck, we're so old. We're so old. So, um, but, oh, you know what? I'm also young at heart because I just got, so I pre-ordered the Nintendo Switch three months before it came out. I got it when it came out and I just opened it this week. I finally opened the box and I bought the Zelda game. I bought Breath of the Wild Mm. and I've been, I started playing that. Yeah, it was pretty good. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying that. So I'm, I'm, I'm still hip. I'm modern. (laughs) Duck a duck a duck a duck a duck. <laughs> ha. 
Um, so anyway, uh, so thank you so much, Home Dad Abroad, thank you for the much. clarification. We certainly love it. And the trip down memory lane. And then, oh, Michael Del Sol. Oh, yes. Guys, I forgot the Black Triple's email, so this is going only to JD since I've emailed him before. Uh, so if you want to email the Black Tribbles as well as, as cultpopgo at gmail.com, it's just blacktribbles at gmail.com. Very good. Um, Miles Morales is a great character, and it would be awesome to see him on the big screen. However, I have trepidation about bringing him in to star in his own movie without introducing him in Peter's world first. I've only read Ultimate Spider-Man and read it all the way through, so I don't know how Miles was introduced in the cartoon. Miles worked in Ultimate because he was, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for a 15-year-old comic, replacing the murdered Peter Parker. Parker. His distinguishing feature was that he had to live up to Spider-Man and wasn't really sure if he was worthy of it. Then when he came over to the current Marvel Universe, he's already established as a character and works because he's young and was what Peter originally was, a kid trying to fit into this adult superhero world, which the Marvel Universe was lacking. If he's introduced without the stigma of taking over for Peter in a movie, then he really isn't the same character. It could work, I'm sure, but what other distinguishing characteristics does he have that makes him different enough to hold his own as Spider-Man and not just some other new character? If it is just the fact that he's Puerto Rican slash black, then why not just cast someone other than a white adult to be Peter Parker? I love Miles, and I'm happy I got to read all of his original stories. How do you see Miles standing on his own without the origin of him living up to a dead Peter's influence? See, and I never thought that that was major to the character, I felt like it was an interesting obstacle for the character to have to overcome the fact that there was a legacy to uh, the suit that he was wearing. And he also was able to go to Gwen and Aunt May and other people who knew that because Peter in the Ultimate Universe was terrible at keeping his secret identity. So almost everyone knew who he was, especially after he died. I think it came out right. that Peter was Spidey. So um, I don't think that that is... Uh, the character himself, I think that is an interesting addition to the character. But I don't think that is Miles. Yeah. I don't think him having to live up to Peter. And also, you do have to live up to... I'm, I'm going to backtrack. You do have to live up to Peter, even if Peter's not dead. You have a fully grown 35-year-old Spider-Man out there, and now you're trying to... It's like being a new Captain America, like taking right. over for Steve or whatever. There is still years and years of this really well-known popular character that you have to live up to whether or not he's dead yeah and i don't and, and his story miles story itself in itself his whole origin the thing with his uncle and everything like that is is, is unique enough yeah um while his his origin and what he hopes to become yes does he just want to be another spider-man yeah maybe mm. he wants to be another spider-man but so what 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 kid doesn't if they find themselves um, rewarded with superpowers, doesn't then look up to, you know, some idol and say, I want to be like them. Even more recently, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, it super looked up to uh, Captain Marvel, the, Carol, Danvers. Carol Danvers. And then as soon as she gets her powers of embiggening and, you know, shape shifting, she immediately turns into, unconsciously turns into Carol Danvers. She, right. like, imitates her physically. Right. Uh, and then she has to go through. It's it's a much quicker process. But she does go, oh, I don't have to be the blonde-haired white woman. I can just be me. Exactly. Right. Doing the legacy thing. Yeah. So, so. I, so but th that could be an interesting story and an interesting mm -hmm. way to introduce him into this, uh, into that universe. Even with 
even if it was, let's say, in the movie universe as it is constituted now, with that Spider-Man being a young kid, mm-hmm. he could still be in that universe because one, the young Miles Morales may not know that that Spider-Man is a young kid. Mm-hmm. All he all he knows is he sees this guy swinging overhead. Yeah, he's not Iron Man sitting there hanging out to him. and hanging out with Avengers. Right. He's not talking yeah. to him, so he's hearing this youthful voice coming mm-hmm. through the mask or anything like that. He just sees this guy who can who can pull ships together, yeah. you know, and, who and stole all, Captain America's shield from you know from Captain Cap- Yeah, yeah, you know, so took so down Cap. That's something to to aspire to, even um, even because uh, Miles when he first appeared was thirteen. Right. So even if you have Peter as he is now, which is like what sixteen or something, 16, right? And you've got Miles, you still got that nice little little brother thing. Yeah. So like wants to, you know, the, the kid who just constantly follows you around. Right. Yeah. So you could make it work. I do. And and while I hear his point about what, then why wouldn't they just have made Peter Parker, you know, another race. Right. And there's a part of me that would say it might have been brave of them to, to try that. Yeah. You know, but they they would have lost either way. Mm-hmm. Because people would have came down on him for yep. switching Peter Parker's race, or people would have came down on him for you know giving Peter Parker Miles' story. Yep. So you, you couldn't win. That there's way. a no win. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, so uh, oh, there's more. Segment two of the email. JD, I have to agree with Rob on the comments about you wanting to watch a female doctor being the same. As someone who doesn't want to watch a female Doctor Who, I would give you the benefit of the doubt if you even knew her name or if this was the first time the Doctor had changed. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and you have never been interested before. Even Peter Capaldi was a bit different from previous Doctors because of his age and demeanor, and the statements from creators that the love triangles were going to change the relationship dynamics between the Doctor and the companions. The only thing it seems like you care about is that she's female. This isn't a bad thing, but it's the same as people who don't want to watch the doctor because who don't want the watch ah, who don't want the doctor to be female or at least were a little disappointed. My wife, my adult stepdaughter, and my adult stepdaughter's boyfriend would all rather a male doctor. Their reasoning simply is that they like the dynamic the show has had and would rather it not change. There's nothing sexist or evil or anything behind them not wanting a female doctor. It's simply this is the show. I like the show, and I don't want it to change. I don't think there's anything inherently bad with you or them, but it is definitely cut from the same cloth. Sorry for the long email. Feel free to not read it. I just wanted to chime in. Justice League Jones. P.S. Check out what Dan Jurgens said about Mr. Oz at Comic-Con. I hold to my original guess as to his identity. I haven't seen that. But, all right. So, you're, the, the argument is that not wanting to watch something because of the doctor being a female is the same as wanting to watch it because it's a female. Those are the same thing. And I feel like I understand where his kids are coming from and the boyfriend, like they just like it the way it is. Like the the way they it like is it the way it is. To... That's fine. Yeah. And I guess what I was being compared to to people who were poo-pooing on it because of the woman. Like the people who are just angry that there's a woman, you know, people who are upset that their male, all their male characters are being taken away, quote unquote, blah, blah, blah. The people on the, the sad, what I like to call sad, angry white dudes on the internet, right? right? 
they're, they're a very specific contingent. And I think those are the people I was being compared to. Of me wanting to try this female doctor is the same as people who are spitting vitriol because of a female doctor. And to that I say, there is a difference between having your interest peaked emotionally, right? Like something didn't interest me before because it looked like everything else I've already seen, which is straight white, um, what would you call them? Saviors, right? Straight white saviors. And people who only want those and they only like those and anytime it goes off that path, they get upset at it and they feel downtrodden. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? They've got a complex um, persecution. persecution complex. Right. White men are cur- currently being persecuted because Ooh. we're getting different versions of the characters that they're used to. And I think that emotionally it takes more energy to decide that you're going to be angry at something than it is to try something out for the first time. Yes. I think that those are two emotional depths, right? Mm-hmm. You're digging deeper and you're working harder to be angry at something that you previously liked just because they made a change. Yes. As opposed to me, who did not care, and now I go, oh, that could be neat. I wonder how that's going to be. Maybe I'll check out the first episode. Yeah. Right? You're going to take a peek in. I'm going to take a peek in. I'm not saying I'm going to love the doctor because she's female. I'm saying it's a new jumping on point. I happen to like strong female characters, so I'm a little peaked. And it's it's... Let me rephrase that. I like strong female characters, and I'm tired of the same old white, straight male characters. Right. So I think that those – I understand what you're saying, and I, I thank you for – oh, I certainly thank you for taking me to task on it because I did want someone to chime in on this. But um, I do think that they're still a little bit different. I would say that if you're used to something like your your family, um, Justice League Jones's family – just kind of preferring it that way is different than people who are like, oh, those SJWs are taking away all of our strong role, yeah, it's totally role models. It's totally different. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, again, I don't, I might still hate Doctor Who. I yeah, might check it out. I'm, I'm fairly certain I will. And someone but gets I, eaten by I'm a, check it out, so. what was, what was it? Someone got eaten, eaten by a, um, Recycling bin? Yeah, recycling yeah, bin. Recycling bin. Yeah. And I was like, that's, uh, that's not for me. Boyfriend. So if that happens in this one, I might still go, eh, that's not for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I maintain that they are different, but I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, too. So, so thank you so much, Justice League Jones. Now, I can't wait for the email from Home Dad Abroad about Justice League Jones' long email. <laughs> Start a war, you guys. On a nice, hot summer day, yes. if it's not too hot, because there's a lot of dairy involved. If it's too hot, I don't want too much dairy. But if it's a nice, hot day and I'm walking around, maybe I'll go down the street in Maniunk to uh, Tubby Robot. They make their own – I'm, I'm going to unintentionally plug their business. Tubby Robot, they make their own ice cream oh, and really? whipped cream. It's all handmade. Oh, wow. They're only open half of the week because the other half of the week they're making the ice cream. Nice. And they have uh, – a whole big emulator in there of like arcade. You can play thousands of video games in their store. Do they got a Vectrex? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, yeah, check them out if you're ever in Maniunk. But 
My point being, I like milkshakes, Len. I like delicious, cold, frosty milkshakes. There's something about a milkshake that brings the boys to the yard. <laughs> it's true. Um, so... And apparently, there are a number of women who are employed by Marvel Comics... Yes. ...who agree with you that milkshakes are fan-delicious. Yeah. Mm. So... This all leads us into the hullabaloo that took place this week. Remember, Len, let's go in the way, way back machine. Let's go. We're going to plug ourselves in. We're going to drive in the DeLorean to about... We're going back to... About a minute and a half ago. Okay. When I was like, sad, angry white men on the internet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the Marvel editor from... uh, What is her name? I don't even know her name. Heather Antos. Yes. She was having a good time with some of her co-workers from Marvel and uh, a bunch of women uh, of, of varying shades, right? Yes. Well, mostly, mostly white. Um, and they, they went you out. They have to point that out. And they got milkshakes. And they said, you know what, guys? Let's take a fun little selfie of us just drinking our milkshakes. Yeah, because how many people get together and have share milkshakes? Not, that's not a big thing, right? It's not at all. And it's adorable. It is. All of these girls are clearly having fun. They're drinking their milkshakes. They're smiling. Mm-hmm. And you would think, what a nice, that's what I thought, what a nice little picture. Just, that's, exactly, just a nice little sad, picture. Sad, angry. Friends, friends. Yeah, sad, angry men on the internet started, uh, oh, by the way, this all took place on Twitter, of course, because that's where these things happen. It's where the world goes for hate. Someone wrote, no wonder Marvel comic sales have nosedived. Everyone has moved to D.C. where there is no social justice warrior crap. Nobody, no, 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 no. You, mis- you misspoke because oh, you said I? that... Somebody wrote. No, it was Cornelius Feather at Satan's Robot yeah. on Twitter. Robots. Yeah. Robots wrote that. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Fesser, Michael underscore Fesser wrote, this does explain the quote unquote quality of work Marvel has been putting out of late, he said sarcastically. Uh, and then I wish I wash him. I wish I was him 12, Kal-El. Can we just get off of feminism and social justice and actually print stories? God, DC looks better and better. (sighs) To which Heather Antos replied, Woke up today to a slew of more garbage tweets and DMs for being a woman, period. In comics, period. Who posted a selfie of her friends getting milkshakes, period. Jesus Christ. And these are the people I'm talking about, man. I'm not... If you if you just happen to prefer the the dude doctors that you've been watching this whole time, that's fine. That's great. But if you decide you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to attack other people just because they are women and happen to be doing a job that you think are only for men, you might be a piece of shit. No, you're not. You you not might be a piece of shit. You are a piece of shit, and you are a fucking punk. So that's why I read your your Twitter names out here on Gutter Talk. So that people can know exactly who we are talking about. There's nothing, there's nothing that these women did that in any way uh, threw themselves in the faces of all of these, these punks on the internet. They don't even, they're not even necessarily doing anything about referring to their jobs. Right. All they're doing is they had a good time drinking milkshakes and they wanted to post a picture and share it out there with the world and 
and by doing that with their friends. That's all. That they were having a good time. If you didn't like the picture, if you don't like them, you just keep scrolling. There is no reason for you to pipe up with your fucking fat fingers and type out anything to these women who you don't know. You don't know these women. So it's not like that. So... You can't even say that you're just like, mm, why, why did y'all invite me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is the problem? Yeah, I, I remember. So Len, Len hadn't heard about this yet. So when he got when he got to the hero complex today, he sat down and I said, oh, I was like, hashtag make mine milkshakes. Right. And he's like, what's that? And so I said, oh, I was like, oh, well, some woman had the audacity to take a picture of her and other women who work for Marvel drinking a milkshake. And he was like, but. Yeah, but what? What? What's the problem? What do I don't understand? What the fuck is the problem? Yeah. I don't. I do. I do not. I do not understand what. Where the fuck you're coming from? And trust me, even if you write to us in a thousand words, all capital, explaining your point of view, your point of view will still be bullshit. Yeah. Because. There is no point of view that makes sense for you to do this to these women. It only means that all you really were doing was giving your right hand five minutes break in between jerking yourself off. <laughs> That's all it, all it was. What can I do? You need a break, righty. What can we do? Let's look for some shit to start on the internet. So that's exactly what the fuck you did. Yeah, it, I'm, I wouldn't even say that it would be worthwhile or excusable if, let's say, they had done a picture of their milkshakes and they're like, oh, we're drinking comic men's tears. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they were throwing it if out there. was there, some type of, uh, you know, you know uh, uh, illusion, yeah. like I said, to, to their job. Yeah. There's, there's none. Yeah. There's none. It, it, that picture, at least from what I can see, you know, um, that picture, they, they, they don't even have, like, superhero T-shirts on. Right. So it's so where's the original tweet? Go to the original tweet of the go. picture. It's the it's Marvel, the Marvel Mil- Milkshake, Milkshake crew. crew. If they don't say Marvel. Yeah, I would have no idea who these women know, were. Not only do you not know who they are. For all you know, they could just be fans of Marvel Comics. Yeah. You don't know that they are working at Marvel mm-hmm. Comics. So even then, you you had to go look up to see exactly that these people work at Marvel Comics. The, the other problem is, even if these were just women who were fans of Marvel, they, still, there would they still, still be assholes sausage-fingering their way through Twitter saying, oh, fake geek girls. Drives me fucking nuts. They're fucking punks. They are punks because if they were face to face with any one of these women, they would not say anything. What you really are is pissed because now that you found out that they ha- that they do work at Marvel, mm-hmm. you're pissed because they got the job that you wish you had. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to hear about you retreading Captain America way back to the days of Jack Kirby again mm-hmm. for the umpteenth fucking time. They're moving the they're moving the time forward. Motherfuckers, I, I don't under it's, I don't understand it. I don't. The, the, these people are on the wrong side of history, and they're make they're they're getting shitty about something that they think belongs to them that does not belong to them. They have this false sense of 
um, ownership of this thing that's not entitlement that is not theirs. Just like shitty white people used to have about their fucking buses and their fucking um, water, water fountains. fountains. But un- unfortunately, what it is, it is to a degree because you can't lay it all at the feet of this. But it's it's because of the times in which we find ourselves now, where a lot of this type of um, behavior has become the norm. It has become the social norm, especially when you have that example being set by a leader not, of the free country. Well, I'm not even going to just set, say that it's just him, mm. because. To a degree, you know, it's his entire cabinet. Yeah. Not, not, if not his entire cabinet, a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. Because they all just, you know, lie. They, 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 they play around with the truth. They play, they, they play footsie with words. Mm-hmm. Um, they play footsie with people's lives and futures. And, and, and it's... It's setting a just, precedent it just that a gives a, a it voice. Just, it just pre- um, like bleeds all into yeah. the fabric of the United States yeah. culture. This is the version of Reaganomics that works. How about that? Where it's just... It's trickling it's down. Trickle, it's the trickle-down effect. Trickling this is the only down. way that that actually works. Trumbling down. So, yeah, we get fired up. We get angry. But... Yeah, we get angry. I just want... Just think about it. Take a minute before you post angry stuff on the internet to people who do not deserve your ire. Just think about why you're angry. Yeah, but in their head, they deserve their ire. Now, I don't know what in what gives them that impression, but in their head, they deserve it, and so they're they're going to, to let loose with it. Or in their head, they believe that they're being funny, and this is for you know they're talking to their base yeah i guess it just it worries me it just seems to be more prevalent than ever these days and it's mostly at twitter i think i don't know because twitter you can do it with a certain level of you know be be anonymous on there you know when i and i'm just a different type of person i guess when i see things like twitter where i have the ability to directly communicate with a creator that i like or a company I like to have positive interactions with those people. I don't seek out people I don't like. All right, let's say, for instance, I don't like Twilight, right? Mm. Twilight's not a great series of books for me. I read them. My mom loved them. Took her to see all the movies. But it, I, I, I don't, You're a good son. I don't care about Twilight. But what I don't do is track down the Twilight uh, Twitter and tell them how much I hate them. You yeah. know what I do? I go about the rest of my day. Yes. I go, oh, that's not for me. And then I turn to the right and I keep doing some other things. Because the beautiful thing about the internet is that while it is on your computer, it is a vast and wondrous (laughs) and large space in which you can get lost with people who just love what you love. That's the whole beautiful part about it. You can find people, you can find your tribe and be one and in your tribe now if within the realms of your tribe if you want to spit that bile for whatever reason knock your socks off yeah you're not saying it to those people because there's no reason to say it because they've done nothing to you yeah 
I don't know. It just it frustrates me, and, and I don't get it. If if someone out there is listening, and you are one of these guys who thinks that it's a great idea, I, I'll explain it to me at coltpopgo at gmail.com. Feel free to write in. I want to hear. I want to hear your rational explanation. I don't want you calling names and spitting venom. I want to hear a rational explanation for why it's okay to treat people like that. And you can write JD at coltpop at <laughs> Do not talk to Len about go. it. Coltpopgo at yeah. gmail.com, right? Coltpopgo at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, don't write blacktribbles at gmail.com. Instead, what I want to do, I want to invite you down <laughs> to 4456 Manium. You keep inviting Man people to my store to fight. Manium. No, not to fight. Oh, okay. Not to fight, but... If you're going to have the conversation, if you're going to try to rationalize it, uh, this type of behavior, if you're somebody that, you know, feels this behavior is fine, then let's have the conversation right here face to face. I'm not, I'm not. I, and come on the show. Uh, exactly. Come on oh, the show. Oh, yeah. And let's have, let's have it out. Let's have this discussion. That's the other thing. I don't think we've ever, I don't know if we've thrown it out to people, but if you guys want, if someone wants to, if you're in the area and you want to come on the show, you can come join us. We'll stay up with a microphone. We can have a conversation. We can have a conversation. Yeah, sure, certainly. Yeah, we occasionally have uh, customers just hop on the mic. Very much so. Nice. We enjoy that type of stuff. So please, please, if you are, if you're one of them, mm-hmm. come on down. Let's have let's let's talk it out. It just makes me think that people. My, I got you know it's the thing my mom always taught me. They're just sad. They're just sad about their own lives, and so they have to make other people feel bad or attempt to make other people feel sad. And it's a, it's a bummer. Anyway, what else we got? Is that it? I feel like there was something else. I feel like there was something else. Something related. It was. It was let's see. We got Make Mine Milkshakes, which is a cute little hashtag. For anybody who doesn't know, Make Mine Marvel is a long-running... That was a, it slogan. Wasn't a hashtag. It was basically it was basically like their their slogan, their tag. Make mine Marvel, yeah. Their tagline, and the reason why they did this, make mine milk, make mine milkshakes. It was to honor the passing of Flo Steinberg, who was, I think, basically her role historically in Marvel, uh, going back to the early days of Stan Lee and Kirby and Ditko, was uh, quote unquote secretary, mm-hmm. but. By all accounts, um, Stan Lee, Kirby, and all of them, all the way up to Roy Thomas and even into the 70s, she's the person that really made the trains go on time. She's the one that really, uh, at heart, kept Marvel on on track oh, no um, kidding. business-wise in that office. So hmm. um, I, I thought that was – and in the days of the, you know – the all white guy crews at the comic book companies, you know, because Stan Lee would shout her out many times in the letter pages or sometimes even like sneak uh, her name or a little cartoon of her in some of the comics. She became like the, in many ways, the first woman behind the scenes of, of comic books. So she, um, you know, I thought it was a nice little homage that they gave to her. Uh, she passed just a few days ago. I think, well, now it's probably about a week ago. And uh, Marvel, Marvel is um, 
will forever be the loss for uh, taking that L. Well, yeah. Also, don't forget Stan Lee's wife had passed like Not about long. two weeks ago as yeah. well. Yeah. Super bums. Oh, could you imagine oh, being together for so long with somebody? That's awful. was upset on Twitter, and I engaged with this person just um, in a, trying to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not nice, but like... Diplomatic? Diplomatic, sure. And the exchange was Time Magazine had posted on their Twitter an article about uh, women... And diversity in comics, including like Lumberjanes, Giant Days, so on and so forth. To which someone responded um, that it's, you know, ruin, it's no one buys those books, right? Those, it's another one of those people on the internet who decides that there is no audience just because they've never seen the audience. Mm. But working where I work and catering to who I cater to, I've seen the audience come into my shop. So I know differently. And so I, my response was... You know what? Uh, people at my shop love these books. Um, no reason not to have a little something for everyone, which is kind of how I feel. Whether or not I like a book like America about a Latina lesbian superhero, right? If I, even if I don't like the book, I don't care that it's there. I'm not upset at it existing because mm-hmm. that's someone else is going to come in and be like, "Oh, this book's dope. Yeah. I like this book. Yeah. I like it when people say holy menstruation." <laughs> um, to which, you know, it's, my problem with that book is really just about the writing, the writing, not the content. But so uh, the Hatcherist wrote, comics fandom was built by and for white men. Like it or not, you mess with that energy, you lose the essence of the American comic book. To which I responded, American comics isn't the essence you're talking about. The essence that you're talking about is just white boy essence, right? American comic books is not being about a male white fella. No. Um, There's so many different genres and so many different authors and creators, and it's been this way for as as long as I can remember growing up. Now, it's always been lopsided for sure. Certainly. Um, But I think that's to the detriment of the medium. Exactly. Because it's, I don't want to watch and hear the same thing over and over again. If I want to enjoy uh, a character, I want to hear different voices using that character. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear different um, opinions. I want to hear different stories. Mm-hmm. And I want to read them. And I don't understand why certain people want to just read the same thing over and over and over again. What I don't understand is how this motherfucker can <laughs> talk about how... You know, this is knocking down the essence of the American comic books because he can say that because he is blind to the privilege that he has had for his entire life. He has been able to walk around on this earth and in his mind, America is synonymous with white. Yep. And no one has ever checked him on it. 
no one at all. In real life, I'd imagine. People are checking him on it on Twitter, of course but that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That yeah. doesn't count. Because, he needs you know, someone to smack him upside his head in real life. Because, it, but that's that's how he's that's how he lived his life, and yeah. and and you know, with all due respect to him, that's how a great many of of white people have mm-hmm. lived their lives for a long time. Not just older white people. There are some young 20, 30 yeah. year old. There's people. There are teenagers right now that are still living their life that way. Don't it, because you you have the privilege of not having to think about your race in every single aspect of your life Mm -hmm. in every single thing that a person of color does they have to think about you know how one how they what they does says for um for uh people of their same color what other people are thinking of them. Mm-hmm. They and and white people have never, ever, only probably within the last ten years, seriously, on a truly level, have they been checked on that shit to the point where you have people, uh, white people, now saying, well, "What do you mean, white privilege?" At least now they. they At least under- there's a word. There's a word. They've for heard it. the phrase, and, they, and, they, and, and they're. <laughs> trying to wrap their heads around it. This motherfucker right here doesn't know it. And I guarantee if faced with it, he would run away from it. Because in his mind, the essence of the American comic book is Captain America is a white man. Mm -hmm. A white man that they did scientific experiments on after they tweaked it on the black people (laughs) to become the world's greatest super soldier. In his mind, the, the, the essence of the American comics is that an alien came from another fucking planet as a white baby (laughs) and became the greatest superhero of all time in his mind only a white man could go off after the murder of his of his parents and build up his body to become the embodiment of everything that is righteous and in and fighting crime, justice. only a white man <laughs> could survive a bomb and metal into his chest because he had the white money to build himself an armor yeah. and become a fucking Iron Man. Only a white man would be so persecuted by all the other white people, <laughs> but it wouldn't be because of his race. No, it would be because he has superpowers and is a mutant. <sighs> That's the essence of the American comic to this white man. Yep. It's infuriating. Fuck you. <laughs> Me? That's yeah. rude. Oh, okay. Okay. We still good? <laughs> Even though you are looking mighty fetching in that Judge Dredd shirt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um... Damn, there's another white... Oh, God, God damn. <laughs> Motherfucker. So, yeah, it is, it's it's all the same conversation. And we have it time and time again. And we're going to keep having it, having it because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm tired... Listen, audience, I'm tired of having this conversation as you are listening to it. Yes. 
but it's not going anywhere. No, it's not. It's it's it, it's always it's always going to be out there as long as these people have thumbs, <laughs> and um, as long as the medium keeps trying to move itself forward. Mm-hmm. There's a fear of mine with this whole rebirth thing that's happening in Marvel in, in DC and this generations thing legacy it, yeah. legacy thing in Marvel that the two major companies are kind of dialing back away mm-hmm. trying to placate to a degree you know that base of fans yeah like that let's let's be real is at the heart of their fandom yeah, yeah. you know you know that's that's their that's the bedrock upon yeah. which they built their um their empires so there's a fear of mine that they're doing that I was worried about that, too, just like the Marvel Legacy thing. My hope is that because of generations, they're aware that there are a legacy to the characters now, yeah. right? They're even calling it Legacy, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that that means Legacy in the way that I like it, which is what DC used to have a wide berth of, right. was characters that passed on the mantle to other characters. And you may have two or three generations of a character at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It gives it a sense of history. It gives it a sense of, like, I belong. Uh, I've been reading long enough that I know who these characters are. And it gives the book. It, it gives the books depth. It yeah. gives them a little bit more meaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels lived in. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little afraid that this whole legacy thing is going to get rid of some of the characters that I've grown to love who are the next generation of the previous characters. Right, right. So I'm nervous that they're going to the wayside. Um, but then you see things like Rebirth. We do have the two Wallies, right? They tried um, getting rid of one and then having another, but now they're having their cake and they're eating it. So you have two Wallies. We do have the two Spider-Men. I'm ho- you know what I mean? Like in Marvel. Yeah, th- th- that's true. And I, I do have to say Miles has been around for now a little bit. And Kamala Khan is very popular. Very, extremely popular. Yeah, and I, I feel like maybe this will be good in that we can have a little, like I said in this tweet, why not have a little something for everybody? I don't think you need to murder off Bruce Banner. I don't think you need to put Tony Stark in a coma, do all these other sorts of things, make Captain America. I mean, that's just a making Captain America villain is just the... Yeah, one story, but um, you don't need to do that. You can have both versions of the characters existing at the same time, and then you can speak to two different audience members at the same time. And that's where I am at with all of these characters. Whereas as I feel like a lot of these guys we're talking about today don't like sharing the thing. Yeah. So like, I'm fine having my version and another version. But I feel like a lot of people aren't that way, or at least the loudest people aren't that way. I wonder if a part of that, though, is a little bit sort of like how protective geeks are Mm -hmm. about their fandom and don't like it when they think that people are just dressing the role. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just fake wearing, geeks. Yeah, wearing the uniform of geek, but they're not really geek. Or like how Randy goes on about how he hates when people come into the come into the comic book shop and they're going to tell him how Batman or Super how they're going to tell him how Superman's supposed to be based on you know well, I know everything about Superman. I saw the Man of Steel and Batman v Superman yeah. four hundred times each. He would love that though. He would agree with those people. Well, he would, but <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you now know everything and everything about about yeah. Superman, you know. Yeah. So I wonder if um, 
part of these these dodo heads. I like that. I like how you move from motherfuckers to dodo heads. No, no, I'm calming down. It's nice. My rage is calming. <laughs> I can see your I can see your meter draining. <laughs> Old. Um, but I'm wondering, <laughs> like, if if this like these dodo heads is just like the um, is like the the furthest edge of that type of protectionism that you feel mm-hmm. like that geeks sometimes. And I feel it, man. I'm a geek. I've I've been in this shit. I've been in I've been in the shit. For 30 years, 30 odd years, I'm 39 now, I've been doing this for a long time, and I have that sort of protection to those characters. Spider-Man's my dude! And when they decided to get rid of the Mary Jane wedding, I'm sorry, marriage, I felt some kind of way about it. I mostly felt some kind of way about the story that it sucked, and that he made a deal with Mephisto, and that felt very unlike the character that I'd grown up with. But I also then went... You know what? There is another generation of readers coming along, and they may enjoy reading the same um, romantic triangle. Yeah. And so, why not give them that Spider-Man that I grew up with way back in the you know earlier days of right. my life? So I'm I'm able to let go of that protection and that ownership that I feel that I mistakenly feel I have. Right. None of us have ownership unless you're writing the book. And be, and and. We still, we can give up if you really think about it. You can give it up because the Spider-Man, the Superman, the Batman, the characters that you love are still there for you. They're in your long boxes. And if they're not in your long boxes, they're being collected. In epic collections. epic, beautiful (laughs) trades that can now live on your bookshelf. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be stashed away in the closet behind your you know, your old letter jacket from from high school mm-hmm. they can be on your bookshelf looking at you ready for you when you know you get tired you know oh you know game of thrones is in reruns let me pull down you know the maximum carnage <laughs> and read this once again ah <laughs> uh, i agree i feel we feel we feel, feel better now feel a little cleansed yes all right Got it out of you? Yes. All right. We, we got to give people a question. They, oh. They like questions. Oh, right. I like the questions, too. I came up with last week's. Shit. What was last week's? That was all about the Geekfinity gem. The Geekfinity? Well, that was the whole, was the whole conversation. Well, it became a conversation, but it was a question. Who is your favorite legacy character? Okay. Yeah, it can be in uh, Marvel. It could be DC. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. It could be in television. I would say Doctor Who is a legacy character. Yeah, um, but then it would become who's your favorite Doctor Who. Then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we can talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, email us at cultpopgo g- at gmail.com. James Bond would not be a legacy character because they're all supposed to be the same guy. Ooh. But you could still, well, yeah, you're right. If you're going back, like, favorite actor. But, yeah, he's always the same dude. That, that guy's been up to a lot. <laughs> I can't believe his dick hasn't fallen off yet. Yeah. He's got some sort of something. Especially after yeah. Quantum of Salas. Uh, so anyway, email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com or... At blacktribbles at gmail.com. And let us know what your favorite legacy character is. And also, uh, sub-question, how do you feel like this is going to go with Marvel Legacy? Do you feel like they're going to get rid of the new versions of the characters or do you think they're going to live side by side? And do you want it that way? So thanks so much for joining us, guys. Uh, we love you, and we'll talk at you later. Dun-